for 25 years. Nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hey y'all, this episode of The Read is brought to you by Loot Crate, the subscription box for the geek, gamer, and nerd in all of us. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items of gamer and pop culture licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. So make sure you head to lootcrate.com slash read and enter code READ to save $3 on any new subscription. That's right. This month, Loot Crate invites you to join the cyber revolution with an assortment of cool tech-themed collectibles from a wide array of awesome franchises. They're featuring exclusive Exclusive items from Terminator Genesis, Borderlands 2, and more, including an exclusive t-shirt you won't find anywhere else. So remember, you only have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific time to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. So go to lootcrate.com read and enter code READ to save $3 on your new subscription today. Now let's start the show. Joyful, joyful, love. We adore thee, God of glory, mm-hmm. Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before thee. You better hit that note, bitch. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm... the sun above. Joyful, joyful, Lord, we adore thee. Hey! God of glory, Lord of life. Hearts unfold like flowers before thee. So, hey. Hi, welcome to The Read. I'm Lauren Hill. And I'm Angelica Pickles. And this is The Read. It is. Damn, I miss Lauren. Like and you know she's old, here. I mean, no, but like that old '90s Lauren, that nostalgic, that time in my life. That she was just the dopest. I loved she's her. She's just the greatest. Hmm, yes, God bless. Amen. So, how are you? You know, I'm just peachy. I feel fine and dandy. Great. How about you? How's that blindness treating you? You didn't have to do that. I thought you were gonna bring it up. Well, you know, I'm actually trying to ignore the fact that i can only see out of one eye Mm -hmm. i don't know why my left eye has just given up on me today and i had to get rid of my contact lens on the fucking t-train down here because it just was burning out of nowhere i don't know i don't think that i have like pink eye or anything but i feel a lot like fatty wap and it's just very you didn't tell me you were on the um, two train that explains a lot yeah, maybe it was that a is the filthiest of all. I just I can't deal with the two. But sorry about that. Hope you feel better and such as. So that's why you know I sang a little. You always sing what song <laughs> to the Lord? Just how because I feel like this is going to be a mess of an episode anyway. Probably a lot of shit happened this week. Even I know that. Also, it was fifty-four degrees yesterday. And fifty-six this morning when I left for work. And the day before it was like sixty. So it's June. 
And I am swaddled up in a hoodie every time I leave the house. It's I slept June. with the space heater on yesterday. It's June. I know. And it's fucking cold. Did somebody in New York forget to like fulfill some sort of a blood oath or something? Do so we just not get us? Do, do we just not get one this year? Is it just like, oh, well, fuck y'all. We'll just stay in the 60s all summer long. I don't. Ugh, this bullshit. Don't get us started. So this week in Black Excellence, I would like to recognize a young lady by the name of Tremika Pope, a student at Wendell Phillips Academy High School in Chicago, which we will be in this weekend. Yes, we will. She is a young lady who in grade school was homeless. She and her mother, after eighth grade, she gave birth to a daughter. In spite of all of these things, she's graduating the val- as valedictorian of her high school class. She's also a cheerleader, a member of National Honor Society. I didn't get anywhere close to that. I didn't either. Everybody in NHS in high school was smart as fuck, and I, that just was not me. And of course, participates in several extracurricular activities. She also works at a local grocery store. She's received more than $600,000 in scholarships for her achievements in school. And Damn! To go. Where the fuck is she going? She plans to go to Western Illinois University in the fall, but she had offers. Or no, she'd been accepted to more than 25 different schools. Wow, work. So, congratulations to you, young lady. Yes, excelling and with a baby on top of that. That is just, damn, girl. What's my excuse for doing nothing with myself? Just, you know, being worthless. I just... Mm. Academics just not my thing. It's not. I just am not smart in that way. But I just I encourage all of you to do your best. Yes, y'all should go to school. One hundred percent. Amen. So this week in what I'm just gonna call attention. <laughs> I will accept it because I love bone crushing. Like I will absolutely let this rock. You got it. Isn't that a great name? I love it. So, first of all, oh, this is difficult with just, you know, one piece of vision. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Nicki Minaj is concerned for women who have never climaxed. Aren't we all? Just allow me to get there. First of all, this is uh, an interview with Cosmopolitan. She says, quote, I demand that I climax. I think women. <laughs> I had to close one eye. Yeah. Oh. I think women should <laughs> demand that. I have a friend who's never had an orgasm in her life. In her life, that hurts my heart. It hurts my heart too. What the fuck is she doing? And then she said for? something about having orgasm interventions with her friends and how they like try to teach each other how to make it work for each other and stuff like that. And I'm sure that's you know some 14 year old boy's dream. Yeah. But. I just want to discuss the fact that there literally are women who like go their whole lives and never mm-hmm. have an orgasm. And when was the last time you heard of a man being so sexually unsatisfied? Like a man in his 20s or 30s who had never orgasmed during sex. See, that's the thing. Like with men, it's like like a varying, uh, I don't know. With men, it's kind of like... Uh, 
a scale of pleasure. It's like there's either like there are good orgasms, there are bad ones. <laughs> there are just kind of like all right ones. There are the ones like, oh, I can't believe I missed work for this. Like there's kinds of like, you know, but you don't just like not have one unless you stop. Like I don't ever I mean, I've heard that what you can like finish a, and a, not orgasm, but a bad orgasm, that that phrase confuses the fuck out of me. Because, I mean, well, just not as good as others. Like, okay. oh, well, I could have had a V8. Like that. <laughs> or but, it could have been better. Right. It wasn't up to par. But just not having one? Yeah. No, it, it's no. very common for women to go through life fucking and never actually get any real pleasure out of it. Like, girl, you realize it's more than just letting some nigga pound the shit out of you, right? Like, So this is the thing. And I, again... I can't deal with these types of stories simply because it's not right. I feel like it's, it's an not. injustice mm-hmm. and I don't understand how y'all can be dealing with niggas and their, their like assortment of children that aren't yours. Right. And they're like insecurities and like calling all their friends to come to the club because you took a picture with somebody else and shit like all of that. And then you don't even get a nut either. Like, it's like, what is even the point? What is even the point? Right. This is why I'm encouraging more women to just try being lesbians. Carucci, I'm telling you, give it a shot. I'm not. No, we're not going to point people in that direction. The lesbian pool is already full as fuck. I guarantee you. We don't need no new recruits over here. Your life. No, that's all I'm saying. We some of us are going to have to leave if some of y'all hoes want to come over here because, damn it, we're at capacity like this bitch is full. No, not having it. What y'all need to do is stop fucking niggas who ain't doing nothing for you sexually quit just fucking him because you know that's your or you feel like that's your job or your responsibility and just let it go like so what if you have the nigga who's just like amazing and has a good job and like opens your car door and makes sure that you're walking on the inside of the sidewalk and shit (laughs) but then like like you never have an orgasm then you have to ask yourself if you have the patience to teach this nigga how to fuck because people, everybody is not born knowing how. Some people need some coaching. Oh, yes. I totally agree. But at a certain age, I think most of us feel like, listen, I'm behind my tutoring days. Like, girl, I'm not going to be able to help you bring but yourself like, up. But, like, how is it that you can be, like, grown? Like, in your 30s, 40s, and I'm imagining maybe some of them probably just die. Like, their mm-hmm. whole lives. Right. And never, what, like, there should be, like, marches. There should, but you know, don't forget a lot of niggas feel like they should just be able to go in and do the same shit they do and have done since high school to every single girl and the outcome should just be the same and if you don't like it, oh well. Like people ain't putting no thought into this. People not trying. And you know what? I feel like the real fucked up part about it is the niggas that probably do make you come mm-hmm. are the ones you shouldn't even be speaking to. I feel like all the straight girls I talk to, the niggas with the good dick and the mouth who know how to use like everything God gave them in one session, them are the niggas who tend to be the most ain't shit and like, girl, this nigga fucked up my whole entire life. They either act like Floyd Mayweather or look like Young Thug. He came up to my job, he took my car, he left his kids at my mama house for the weekend. It's them niggas who be having the excellent dick. I don't know, it's hard out here for straight girls. I think we all pity straight girls. I thank God that I have an attraction to women because... And you see, the thing about niggas with like, good dick, and this is why more people should be like, I'm not going to say her name, but my friend from there. just more should be. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. There should be more people just like, I don't just be like an asshole or yeah. just act like, oh, you know, I mean, I guess like that's how, you, that's how you have the treat because niggas that like know that they have good mm-hmm. dick 
Oh God! They Niggas just... who know they have good dick don't ask you dumbass questions like "Did you come?" or "Was it good?" They're usually saying, "Are you all right?" Because right, like that's what exactly they're because your black ass tried to climb the walls or your leg looks like a pretzel now because your fucking Charlie horse is acting you up. Spit or out some green <laughs> shit or something. You just like... started speaking in tongues. Your eyes rolled back in your head. You started bucking up, singing like, Tyler Perry. Come hymns. on now, if you have to ask her if it was good, then it wasn't, my nigga. No matter what she tells you. But listen, Nicki Minaj is. Like, I don't know what's going on with you and those bitches. But over here, bitch, I get mine and there I'm not mad. That she broke up with um Meek Mills to firm. Oh, did that not happen? I guess not. It seems like they had some kind of a hood squabble. Oh god. Know. There was like some Instagram feelings, and then it was like some Instagram like love. And see, that's the thing about that's the thing about opening the door to your business <laughs> is that you have like I just don't ever want to be in a position where people feel like they can ask me about that or inquire or whatever because some shit just needs to be your business exactly you know or at least let it be your business until you're comfortable enough where you know like this nigga ain't going nowhere or she's not going anywhere or you know social media shouldn't the the thoughts or pressure of others ain't gonna make this bitch leave you know what i'm saying like jay-z and beyonce took forever before they acted (laughs) like they even knew each other that's true whereas motherfuckers would be dating for two weeks and it'll be like real cute and he let you get butter and shit on your popcorn and cinnamon or whatever Mm -mm. and so now all of a sudden it has to be snapchat with bay and then you know when you actually realize this nigga is fucking crazy Mm -hmm. then you have to go and do all of this instagram social media damage control but everybody is asking you oh so what's up with old boy <laughs> yes. we were just and talking you gonna to be Andrew aggravated right we were just talking to Andrew about that uh, he does the show with Charlamagne Brilliant Idiots and how like you just gotta be real careful about what you put on social media about your boo because people will fucking ask like if you put up pictures on your nigga and y'all taking selfies every day and it's kissy face emojis and all this shit people are gonna ask you about that nigga and if you don't want them to don't put that nigga on your social exactly. that's really you can't all be mad. it is you can't. because when you're putting this shit on display you're giving people like like the avenue and opportunity exactly. to ask you about it, to have an opinion, to comment on it. That's why all of these social media websites have comment fields and shit in the first <laughs> right. place. So by, not to say that she feels any kind of way about it, but it's like... No, but by posting, you are inviting people to give you their opinion. Right. That is just, if you didn't want opinion, you would post it on your private Instagram that nobody but your mama follows, or you would there just take is. the pictures and leave them in your damn phone. But you decided to put them on the internet, and so now you ask in the world to comment on your business. I don't see why Nikki and meek are doing all this shit online honestly i feel like if you that rich then just girl just what's wrong with real life i think that you know i think i think it's kind of it's becoming the pop culture like king and queen shit like power couple do you really want to be the power couple of social media do you really want to be the baddest bitch? Of Not Snapchat? of social media, but like she, they probably feel like, oh, you know, I'm Meek Mill, I'm Nicki Minaj, we're a couple, like we're this hip hop couple, you know. Like I feel like that's the vibe they're going for is the whole Omika thing, which is fine. I'm glad she's happy or whatever. But all I'm saying is, 
as long as you know, like, just take this as an example of what social media has turned into. Because right. you can't have, like, no spat with your significant other and place that shit on social media. Because then everybody's going to be like, well, it's over. Yeah. I knew that nigga was crazy and death and all this. And then by, you know, the twilight hour, you done got back together. Yes. And it just is too much. You but don't want to be Chris Brown and Karuchi about this shit. You don't want to be them niggas going back and forth on social media every other week. And every Everybody is so sick of your shit. Like when you're that fucking visible, though, when you're that famous, don't you want as I can't few you just called Chris Brown? I can't believe you just called Nikki and me Chris Brown. Well, I mean, if it applies, how you just gonna go back and forth? I don't think it applies. Yeah, it does a little bit. Not, not saying they like they ain't nowhere near that ridiculous, but you going back and forth with your partner on social media, you asking for fucking trouble. I mean, it wasn't really back and forth. All I'm saying is okay. All right. To me, like, it was very cryptic. It was like, she posted some photo on Instagram and the caption was, thank God you blew it. Thank God I dodged a bullet. And he posted some shit where he was like, in the back of his Maybach or something. And it's like, thugs got feelings too, my nigga. Or some shit like that. See, no, y'all and then it was like, that. oh, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? anyway right i believe that they're still together and either way i just think that nikki's great Mm, um all right (laughs) sure eggs bacon are you really gonna make me do this again that fucking song why is it only gay niggas like that song or video excuse me i have literally now this is just my own personal experience i have not seen anybody online talk about this video in a positive way except gay people i have really mm-hmm. they enjoy the song so little mama has this video out right and it's called sausage or sausages it's and called sausage it's um i guess it's inspired by this vine movement where a bunch of kids ignore homeroom and sit around in a circle and I guess freestyle, but like each line ends in sausage, which is a metaphor for dick in this scenario. Mm -hmm. So Lil Mama decided to make it into a full length song and video and dance. And it's terrible. Now, I don't know... I really want to be <laughs> nice to her because Lil Mama has talent. Like, she actually is a good rapper and she can dance. And no, everyone always looks at me crazy when I say this shit, but it's fucking true. Like, if you've ever paid attention, even back when she was 15 or 16 or whatever, I I know because I would watch like little clips of her freestyling and stuff on YouTube and I'd be like, oh, she's not bad. But her album... Looked like a whole bunch of Lisa Frank art and Trapper Keepers right. and stencils and shit and lip gloss and G-Slide. And it was very childish, scrunchies and stuff. So no one really took her seriously like that. And then she got her entire black <laughs> Brooklyn ass up on that stage at the Video Music Awards <laughs> in 2008 or nine or whenever that was. And Beyonce tried Jay-Z's to stop her fucking performance can we just do let's just have a throwback thursday okay and let's just go back to that moment because i actually had forgotten all about it until charlemagne's ass posted it on <laughs> on instagram again like the day the video came he out he's so rude petty. petty either way yes <laughs> i was like hey shit so jay-z's performing um new Empire york State the empire mind. state of mind song 
with um with Swiss Beats husband, and it was just everything was great. Everybody's having a good time, and, and you know it was like a real like huge popular song. For whatever reason, Little Mama came from the mezzanine and decided that she was going to join Sean Carter on stage. And it was like, I feel like her excuse afterwards was some shit like, oh, you know, I was just really in the moment. And it was really big for New right. York. And so it was like, don't act like you was just like, you know, like the spirit just moved you to join him on stage. Because beyond Beyonce mm -hmm. touched you yep. in an effort like to stop you from getting on stage. And you remember the clip yes. where Lil Mama snatched away from Beyonce? <laughs> Like, like bitch, I don't know what I'm getting on this motherfucking and stage. And you ain't heard Lil Mama's name since. And that was the same year that um that Kanye went up on that stage yeah. and completely shat on Taylor Swift's existence, it was. which I caught life for at the time. I but did you too. know, whatever perspective, I loved it. Either way, it was like Beyonce's face was like, "What the fuck is wrong with everybody tonight?" <laughs> like, anyway, it was Beyonce was fed up, but them VMAs was lit. It was. <laughs> They need to get back to shit like that. That year was all black. <laughs> anyway, so everybody was just like, oh, Lil Mama Who, and then Nicki Minaj came out of nowhere and snatched female rat balls, and so then that was that. Mm -hmm. So then when Lil Mama did the TLC movie, I was like, oh, wow, like she was actually quite impressive. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, maybe she can have like either a career in film or maybe she'll try and do the rap thing again or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like maybe this will be like a reboot for her. So when, you know, I heard that she put her coins together for this music video. I thought, wow, I hope this is good. Nope. It's called sausage. It's inspired by that childish vine shit. <laughs> this isn't looking great, but let's just hold out, you mm -hmm. know, optimism. Eggs, bacon, grits. And then she says some shit like, you know, if you better use a condom if, if you're you, taking that. Yeah. All these niggas need to hop off. With little kids dancing in the background while you over here praising God for sausage. She sounded like the weed whacker that my daddy made us use when I was like a strong eight because you're going to learn how to landscape. Yeah. Um, I remember them days. Like, that's, she sounded like, like a weed. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't understand that. I'm not against Lil Mama, but this song was so fucking terrible. And it's because of that awful ass hook. hook. It's like you listen to the lyrics and you're like, okay, I mean, I, you may feel the song, you may not, but she's clearly not a shit rapper. It's and just she that then she dance. Her ass she off. can. She can't pick a wig and she can't look good, but she can right. dance. And she's not an untalented rapper, but that song is fucking shit. And everything she puts out is shit. You and know, then she has the nerve to wonder why nobody respects her, bitch. Because when are you going to put out something good? Goddamn. Now, see, I have some Lil Mama in iTunes. Again, like, I feel like she's had potential. Lil Mama was always, though, this artist that I was like, oh, she could do some great things. But what the fuck is she doing right now? <laughs> like she would always right. add, she would always do something or say something that'd be like, What are you doing? And that's how I felt about the video. Like I tried to ignore or like turn the volume down when she did the song. Oh, <laughs> so bad. I would turn that part down and the rest of it was kind of cool. Up until the moment where she decided to like audition for the part of Mary J. Blige smack dab in bitch, the middle of the Fox fucking video. Bitch. Like it was like <laughs> I was like, 
so but just randomly just right now you're just gonna go full mary you're just gonna go rap and dark lip and you're just gonna go ahead and give us a video and a sample that don't match one another but you know niggas will let it slide and then it turned into like wednesday night bashment and it was like and then a jamaican flag came out of nowhere and she had a heart and on even her that like i could like even the whole west indian give me the light that whole thing, I was like, you know, New York has a very large West Indian. I just kept excusing it because I really feel like she has potential. Mm-mm. When it turned into ballroom throwbacks, that was the moment for me personally. When she started Vogue? Like, yeah. <laughs> Vogue Nights was where I was just like, okay, you could have cut some of it. Like, this needed like a director's cut. Like, right. severely. This was her own version. Like, did she do this herself? She produced this video herself. It felt she like she have. was so excited to finally have like a video with like a decent budget or something behind it again that she put every idea she's ever had in it at the same time yeah that was my only issue with it and i tried to explain to people that i didn't i don't hate the video i just thought that it was too much and everybody was like how can you be so mean the video is terrible this is the culture (laughs) she's shouting out the culture singing about dicks with children on a playground and and having a fucking mary j blige fashion Uh, show fuck out of here whose culture is that is Mary J. Blige doing a, a, a breakfast sausage, a breakfast sandwich commercial now? Like She must mean Vine culture because this was a blatant ripoff from Vine. Like, everybody Burger knows King it. Burger King must be doing an eggs, bacon, grits, chicken wrap. All right, get the fuck. And that is what okay. we were looking at. I don't need nothing else from Lil Mama. I really don't. She can rap. That's true. And I will give her that. But until she feels like getting her shit together and putting out a good song, I don't want to hear shit else. Shout out to you, little moms. Hopefully you, you know. <laughs> are those color contacts or are those her eyes? No, I think she has those. I, I think, think those are her, her eyes, eyes, too. That's yeah. why I was I was letting her go on that. Um, Amen. Nikki on the other hand. Well, listen, and I told y'all about Nikki and that damn feeling myself video. That is the one thing I don't like about that I, video. You know, her I'm damn, not even going to try and have this conversation the, you with right, you. I you know not, you right. That is <laughs> correct. Because I don't. Vaughn. Oh, hell yes. On the red <laughs> carpet the other day, looking like a bottle of palm. Did you see her? <laughs> With those With that sapphire ashy. blue <laughs> contact lens. That ashy ass foundation that clearly had like zinc or whatever the fuck in it. Like this bitch was just white with blue eyes and fucked up makeup and some kind of hologram, too tight dress. That shit was just. It was all the way wrong. It was just so bad. I don't know who the fuck dress counters that day. Dustin was in my our message talking about <laughs> Dustin ain't shit though. She her contacts sit on the back of the bus and have separate water fountains because they are cold. All right, all right, all right. We're not. I'm not. <laughs> and look, it still took you down. <laughs> Woo. Anyway, I'm done. So congratulations to North for having um, a minion on the way. Someone to carry the train of your gowns and things like that congrats mm-hmm. north for having a sibling come in okay super congrats kind of hope that you have like a sister to like stunt with because i'm just imagining north being four and then there being like a little girl that's like two that looks just like her and then just storming because as an individual i do still stand for northwest mm-hmm. Um, I think that she gets it. I think that she is just... Her little ballerina pictures and her little and custom her, uh, Balmain jacket. I mean, you can't you can't. You beat can't that. hate on that. She's fucking adorable. And then her face was just like, who are all these crackers? What the and fuck every are y'all single time me? she's with like her 
white cousin, she's always like, you can tell she's keeping it like all the way real. She's like her facial and body expressions are always given like one thing about it is y'all ain't gonna try me mm-hmm. y'all ain't gonna try penelope like <laughs> you're not gonna try mason none of us yeah. because if i have to pull this tutu up just a little bit <laughs> and kick your ass out of here that is what i plan on right doing. if north has to take off her custom ball main bitch the game is over so congrats north um and I hope you're happy, even though your grandma stole all of that shine. I wish I could throw some at your ass right now. I really do. I really, with all my heart. Wish Welcome, Caitlyn Jenner, to the scene. <laughs> On the cover of Vanity Fair, call me Caitlyn. Freezing your feelings, your assets. Bitch, that photo shoot, okay, I wasn't ready. And I should have known that that rich bitch was going to come out and do a lot. I knew it. I should have known, but goddamn, I was not ready for that. Like, I knew it. I said, you know something? And especially when I watched that, um, the interview and where she shaded uh, Diane. Yes, for that pantsuit. I was like, this bitch is going to come right out here and give it to y'all. She's got the money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She's got all of the, the fashion industry on yeah. that. Like, wait. But six weeks ago, she was in H&M dresses and old Navy <laughs> right? flip-flops. That's so that's why I was like, well, this bitch that is just is gonna true. come up here in the finest that the mall will allow and just, like, I had no idea she could take it there. First of all, uh, okay, briefly, I watched like a clip because they're doing I think Call Me Caitlin is going to be like the name of the reality the, show the series or something okay. like that. Um, and Loki, I kind of actually want to watch it. I'm not tr- by any means joining like this Caitlyn Jenner fan club. I'm not about to buy T-shirts and stuff. I'm just very happy to see someone living their truth and being happy in who they are. But like in the clip, she's like sitting in front of Vanity or something and like putting on like some mascara or something. And I think it was during the shoot, and she was like, you know, this was, like, the first time I've had someone come and professionally, like, do my makeup. And, yeah. like, oh, wow, what a difference. But she, like, made this look at the camera when I, and was, like, giving you eyes okay. and, like, smolder. Of course. And I was like, bitch, you better be old and regal, bitch. Absolutely. 100%. Because Chris has taught every woman in that household how to do that look that's how they get paid they don't all achieve it well not that they're all good at it but honey was taking notes and was ready for her debut i'm not mad at all i'm by no means a fan of caitlin jenner i think her politics are disgusting but i'm very proud of her for having the strength and the bravery to come out and i think it's dope as hell i might watch that reality show too yeah i also agree i thought that the oof I think there were uh, uh, maybe 500 first let me hop out the motherfucking Porsche memes. <laughs> that was cute. Yeah. It was funny like the first A lot of times. Trina lyrics. A oh, lot of Nikki lyrics. Those tits were up and that hair was yes, done. Yes, ma'am. It was. And. Wait, the picture seated in that car that Chris bought? Is that the one you're talking about? Where that sna- where that waist was just snatched into non-existence? I'm talking about the corset with the leather jacket and the tits up high against that Le- mirror. There were so many looks. I'm also talking about laid out on the in the on the couch, yes. giving you that look over with <laughs> Waiting those on large- your man to come home. <laughs> Bitch. I was not mad at all, at all. Get it. And she really does look like Jessica Lang. hmm That's nuts. And every other old white lady. But yeah, a whole <laughs> like lot every- like Jess. All of them just mixed together in one big pot of white women. But gorgeous still. Like, Mm -hmm. 
Um, Not that that is what's most important, but I can tell that she had the money to get whatever she wanted done, done as soon as she wanted to. And if you're happy now, then amen. I'm just sad that there was so much ignorance and dumb shit on the internet. I mean, but you had to know that. I mean, but God damn, this is, this is not the first time y'all have been exposed to transgender people. So why the ignorance? That's my thing about it. I just feel like, why do you, why do you even care? Like mm-hmm. you, can either be like supportive or not give a fuck. Like I don't see the point in being like, oh, against it. And yeah. I just, I don't understand. Like Timbaland said something like, oh, his his mama named him Bruce. Who and said everybody, this? Timbaland. And everybody was like, your mama named you Timothy. What the fuck is your problem? Like I just don't understand the point of intolerance of that level anyway and saying shit like oh what about the kids and oh the children from my perspective the children seem to be fine I'm sure it's difficult but they seem to be dealing with it and they're not your damn children so I don't get why people are steady trying to act like (coughs) things like this are the media's like conniving way of infiltrating the minds and souls of our children and turning them all into homosexual goblins. (laughs) (laughs) People really act like that, though, and then say, you know, well, God didn't ordain this and you're not going to tell me God meant to make you a man and then didn't make you a woman and God don't make mistakes. Like, it's very interesting to me that y'all only say this shit about trans people. Nobody ever says this about girls with flat titties who go and get their breasts done. Nobody ever says, well, girl, God God made you a double A, so live with it. Nobody ever says that to deaf babies who get a cochlear implant. Nobody ever says, well, God don't make mistakes, so just stay deaf then, bitch. And God didn't put that tattoo of that nigga who doesn't pay his child support on your titty. Come on. So maybe you need to be mad at the nigga who came through and fucked up your life. But don't take that out on Caitlyn Jenner. That's none of her goddamn business. And furthermore, I don't give a fuck what you think or what you read or what anything is of anything. Like, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Trans people aren't going anywhere gay people aren't going anywhere black people aren't going anywhere like instead of worrying about the media or caitlin jenner or whoever trying to like ruin the minds or the lives of children why don't you teach your own children or your young nieces and nephews or grandbabies that there are people in the world that are just fucking different and that they deserve the same respect or to just at the very the very least they deserve to be left the fuck alone right. and allowed to live their lives the way that they choose to if they're not hurting anybody. Because regardless of whether or not you agree with it mm-hmm. or understand it, it's not going to stop happening. There's Trans people aren't going anywhere. And you making them feel like there's something wrong with them is just going to probably deter your brothers, your husbands, your wives and sisters and stuff to keep all of that stuff bottled in until they're 64 and just want to be who they are before they die. So why don't you just get with the goddamn times, swallow a motherfucking chill pill, bitch, and get with the program? Because it's just a very basic thing. Like, it doesn't matter your religious beliefs. It doesn't matter your gender, your sexuality, your gender identity, your race, class. None of that shit really matters. All of us deserve basic fucking humanity. And if you cannot be a basic decent person to another human being there's something seriously fucking wrong with you and don't blame that on your religion or shit else it's something wrong with you if you cannot treat other people as people which i know your religion probably dictates you to do if you cannot just be kind to others because they are human beings there's something fucking wrong with you 
And looking at people who you perceive to be different or who live a way that you don't understand or agree with is not going to guarantee you your ticket in heaven. Come on. So why don't you, man, my sweep around your own front porch before you try to sweep around mine. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Take the plank out your eye before you try to remove the splinter from mine. And that's straight from the Bible that y'all haven't read. So that's this week in Attention! Oh, we should just do it I love it. This I just love Bone Crusher. All right, so let's take a break. Hey, guys, don't forget to check out our awesome sponsors over at Casper Mattresses. Casper Mattresses are obsessively engineered, American-made mattresses at a shockingly fair price. Listen, you're going to spend about a third of your life sleeping, so let's make sure you're doing it on a great mattress. Casper brings together two comfy technologies together for better nights and brighter days. Latex foam and memory foam help to make sure you've got the right sink and the right bounce no matter how you sleep. Here's more good news. They have a risk-free trial and a great return policy. They'll deliver it straight to you, and you can try for 100 days if you're not happy they'll pick it back up it's pretty neat they sent one to me and i love it it's super comfortable it's like the best sleep of my life you, you can spend 500 on a twin size mattress or 954 king size so the pricing is very very competitive compared to the rest of the industry and you can get 50 toward any mattress purchase by going to casper.com read and using code read terms and conditions do apply but again head over to casper.com read casper spelled just like the ghost get 50 dollars off and a great night's sleep with Casper and the Reed. And now let's get back to the show. So we're back and it's time for the listener letters. Oh, right. And that was not chicken that we smelled. It wasn't? What was it? I don't know. I guess there's maybe like a phantom fried chicken. Well, can we put in, in an order? I mean, that's what I really wanted to ask her <laughs> if we could just like order some chicken because there's nothing out there but vegetarian sushi. Okay. And I don't know what that is. That's not a part of my ministry. Like with avocado, like avocado rolls? I don't know, but okay. I just didn't partake. Well, that's fine. So send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. And um, do you want, I feel like we've done Beyonce before. I feel like we've done this Beyonce question before, though. So let's start with Sophia, who said, I recently completed my first year of college while living at home with my parents. I didn't want to be that person who stayed in their small, boring hometown and never left. So I recently applied to both my dream school and my backup school for next fall. My issue is that I've been offered scholarships from my backup school and my current college at home. My dream school is one of the best in the country, and I have been accepted, but I don't have a scholarship. My family has advised me on what to do, but I feel like they're being biased and want me to stay home. I don't know where to go, considering my dream school is $25,000 a year, and I have three years left of college. Should I stay home, go to my backup school with a scholarship, or go to my dream school and be in debt? Please help. Thanks, Sophia. (sighs) Really? (laughs) This is rough for me for a couple of reasons. The first one being that I don't think that I can tell you the decision to make here. Obviously, it would be um, more convenient for you to go to the school that you've got a scholarship in. But if you want to go to the school of your dreams, I think that that kind of boils it down to a number of criteria that we haven't really discussed here like why it is your dream school like is it your dream school because it's a really really good school like are you going to get a better education is it going to look better on resumes and things like that 
Or is it like, you know, a poppin' ass HBCU when your friends are going there? Like, I don't, why is yeah. it in dream school? <laughs> well, I remember having this conversation with my mother when it was time for me to start looking at, at colleges and shit. And I wanted to go away. I wanted to go to Spelman or Howard or really just <laughs> anywhere but fucking Oklahoma. Everyone did. But let me tell you something. $75,000, which is what you would be paying over the next three years to go to your dream school, is not worth whatever degree you gonna get. Like, I know it sounds like, oh, well, student loans and I'll just pay it back. You'll be paying back that $75,000, which will morph into $110,000 for the next 40 years of your life, girl, for a degree. And you're going to look back in six years and be like, why the fuck did I do this? Absolutely go wherever the fuck the money is. Don't. And this is for all of y'all. So many of these kids have sent in these questions like this. And I'm like. Take it from somebody who is an adult now but was in your shoes just a decade ago. Mm. Girl, please go wherever the money is. You do not <laughs> want to be like the rest of us. No, you talk to anybody with student loans and they will tell you, bitch, go down to the community college. Right. Go I down to you, wherever think, the fuck your free money is at. I think we talked about this on the show, but like the other reason I can't really say much is because my mom, when I did go to school, my mom was like, we're paying for this shit like one way or another. Yes. You're working anyway. Yes. We're going to scrape together these things. My mother started like a college fund for us when I think I think she started mine when I was like maybe six. Mm-hmm. So she was like, y'all are going to college and we're going to pay for it because we don't have time for all of that student loan shit exactly. yes amen and so you Hallelujah. know i just don't know what that's like but i have so many friends that are like <laughs> my age and years older that are still like i just wish that sally may would kill herself like, <laughs> yes. like i wish that sally may would just go out slowly so I, I that's yeah. a real thing though people are like it's student loan debt first of all it doesn't get excused you can't file bankruptcy and think your student loan debt is going away because it's not it will be there for fucking ever waiting for you to pay it off just constantly on your credit report reminding you that it exists and it's not like the bad kind of debt or whatever but you just don't want to start off your life $75,000 in debt you don't want to do right, it trust yeah. me go Wherever is fucking cheapest. Whoever is going to give you the most money, where you have to come out of pocket the least, go there. Because honestly, sweetie, a degree is a degree is a degree. And it's not going to matter too much between schools unless you start getting into like the Ivies and shit. Mm. So if it's one state school versus another state school, go the fuck wherever is cheapest. Please trust me on this shit. You do not want to be like the rest of us over here trying to find Sally Mae's money every month in addition to rent. And girl... Girl, girl. And I mean, it's just, it's it's college. Like, you know what I'm saying? If the very least, you can go to the school for however long, mm-hmm. get your education and have it be paid for. And then once you're done with school, or like, take the next three years to plan how you're going to be out of here yes. and do so on once you're done with school. But yeah, even when I was like, all my friends that had to go down to financial aid office, they always wanted to like Ooh, punch a hole Oh my cement. God. Oh, it used to be so rough. Yeah. Like. It just is. It's the goddamn worst. Don't spend your money on that shit. So, and I mean that too. Our next question is um, some family drama. Somebody's having some issues with her sister. Sam said, I was listening to one of your episodes and Crystal mentioned that she couldn't imagine not speaking to her brother. My sister has been known to sleep with married men including the husband of her very good friend and hairdresser. Mm-hmm. I hate a woman who would sleep with a married man. And you I would feel fuck like up the relationship with your, with your motherfucking hairdresser, the bitch who gets your perm together, that the bitch who does cool. your weave. <laughs> Why would you do that? 
It's a dumbass decision. Listen, I would rather fuck over my banker, my pastor, pretty much anybody. Dicks are everywhere. But your hairdresser, though, the bitch who has you laid, the bitch who keeps you looking right, girl, uh uh-uh. Foolish mess. But anyway. Um, I feel like if she could do that to a good friend, then she could do it to me. She has always tried to compete with me. She posts half-naked pictures of herself on social media, then turns around and messages my boyfriends. She walks around what? practically naked in front of my boyfriend. She verbally disrespects my mother. She's even gone as far as to act like she's going to commit suicide to guilt us into spending more time with her. She uses her family when she needs to, but tells everyone that we don't care about her. But she does not hesitate to call me if she's ne- if she needs money, a babysitter, or her car fixed. I'm beyond I'm fed up with her behavior and I've tried to reconcile with her, but someone cannot change what they refuse to acknowledge. That's right. I'm at the point where I just admit that I don't like her and I don't hide it. My mama thinks I need to be a better Christian and have a better relationship with my sister. And I think I'm being a better Christian by simply ignoring her because I don't have nothing nice to say. I I resent the fact that she could never act like an older sister to me. We are seven years apart. She always acted as if I was her competitor. In your opinion, am I being too harsh? (laughs) Really? So this is Girl. the thing, sweetheart, and I'm. This is gonna sound um, harsh. I don't think you're gonna care anyway. Your sister's a hoe, and your sister's not only a hoe. Your sister is a trifling hoe. Well, damn. And so you know, I understand your position as a person who was just like, oh, and I. We've said this every single time. A listener or like one of the uh, the folks at our live shows has an issue with their family. It always boils down to like we really have to just fix this because we're family and we got to mm-hmm. be that fist yeah. and Big Mama didn't die for the greens to go cold or whatever. So that's true. Like I understand. Like there's always, especially in the black community, there's always this like intense like obligation to work it out with your family. White people just be like. Fuck mom! And they never speak for 30 years. <laughs> that's true. Because they just don't get along or whatever. Well, that's like, what they, they do just, in the movies anyway. They just can't. Why people like, always fight at Thanksgiving and then seven years go past and they don't speak till somebody dies. They be having estranged parents that they live with. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, Let I don't. tell you something. Nobody in my goddamn house is estranged from me. We gonna get that straight right like, the fuck now. <laughs> you know, so. Not where I pay the rent. I just don't feel like, you know, it's not your sister as an adult as a grown up, as a grown woman, is responsible for herself, for her own decisions. You know, it's not your job mm-hmm. to police her vagina, what she does with it, with her money, with her choices, with whatever, her weave. That's none of your <laughs> business, but it feels that way because it's your sister and you're going to want the best for your sister. Mm-hmm. But if your sister is out here just being reckless and trifling and doing whatever the fuck, then she's just going to have to be the faith of the family. Yeah. And you just don't, <laughs> you see that bitch, whatever, when, you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving and stuff rolls around. It's like, if you haven't given her a piece of your mind, then I would do that. Mm-hmm. Just because as a sibling, like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you know that you need to get your shit together. Absolutely. Because this is fucking ridiculous or whatever. And after that, I'm done. If you want to go ha- around fucking people's husbands and, you know, if you want somebody to, to set a, a curling iron to your neck because <laughs> you don't know how to act, Bitch. then that's it. But as your sister, I'm going to tell you that you're going down a fucked up path mm-hmm. and I'm going to hope 
that you make the right decisions to get where you need to be. But I'm going to also distance myself because you fuck my man, you got to die. That's, <laughs> like, that's how it is. I'm not playing. Like, I'm not bullshitting with you, bitch. I'm not your hairdresser. I will slit your goddamn throat. Like, don't fuck with me. And as mama has said, I'm going to be a good Christian <laughs> and give you all the prayer that you need. Because let me tell my mama tells me all the time, I pray for you every night when I wake up in the morning. I pray for you. So you are prayed. She said prayed yes, up. Prayed up. That Amen. was her quote. Covered. I didn't even know she said things like that. So, you know, that's what she, so real. just make sure that when you are talking to Jesus, mm-hmm. you send one up for her as well and keep your distance. I don't feel like there's anything wrong yeah. with that. Because, I mean, family is important. And I do. When I said that, I said that under the context of my brother is also not out here being a thought on Instagram and hitting up other people's girlfriends and fucking other people's like he's wives and shit. Like he's not out here acting like that. So if my brother was out here being trash, then yes, I would address him, but he's not. So this is just not your situation. And family doesn't mean that you always have to be on that nigga side. Like if you family does not mean candy birds, (laughs) right? Exactly. Family means I love you so fucking much that I see you being wrong as shit and I'm going to do everything I can to help your ass stop being wrong because I love you but if you don't want to get your shit together bitch I'll be over here waiting on you to get it together Amen. I'm not going to involve my life with saving you from your bullshit I can't like I have my own shit to do mine own (laughs) shit (laughs) tabernacle All right. so this last question is really short it's from Nicole and she said one day my son and I were at a friend's house and while he was watching stuff on YouTube she gave him some pineapples when he finished and went back to watch YouTube. I don't, know how to say. Okay. <clears throat> don't. Okay. I noticed his hands were dirty, and I told him to go wash them. But the keyboard on her Mac was sticky. I tried to clean it off, and because she has Apple Care, I told her to go to the Apple Store, but she didn't. Months have passed, and now that she has issues with her phone, she goes, and they told her that they couldn't fix the keyboard on her MacBook, and that pineapple ended up touching the battery, which is messed up now too, and Apple Care doesn't cover it. Now she's complaining to me about the damage to her computer and I'm wondering if I should have to be the one to pay for it since it's my kids doing. I don't got money like that and I know that she does, but I also don't want this to negatively affect our friendship. Please help. Should I pay for this computer? She said that she, the friend gave the kid the pineapples? Yeah. The friend gave the, the baby. No, no, no. The baby was like watching YouTube. And the friend was like, oh, here, have some pineapple. And so, you know, kids, they don't give a fuck. He had sticky ass fingers and was banging on the keyboard. Why would you give your the, a baby pineapples in front of your See, so listen, under normal circumstances, I'm all for parents taking responsibility for what their kids fuck up and paying for it or replacing it. Absolutely. But she was the one who gave this baby pineapples in the first place. And then when you told her, hey, girl, something's fucked up with your computer, she decided to wait months to go to the Apple store and get it taken care of. In these, in this situation, I would be like, so listen, girl, I'm really sorry that that happened to you and I wish it didn't, but um, I'm also going to wish you the best of luck because I told you five months ago to take this shit into the Apple store and you didn't. Like, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not paying for this. into the perspective of the friend and be like, okay, well, but I just wouldn't have given... This is a th- <laughs> I wouldn't have let your baby use my computer. <laughs> your baby wouldn't have been on my MacBook. Hey. First of all, do you have a $1,700 deposit for me to hold while your son plays with my MacBook? Shit. Because I cannot do without my computer. That's my work. So if it was me, I would have had that shit taken in immediately because I need my damn system. I feel like See, your friend didn't even need it that bad if she waited months to have somebody look at it. This is why if I'm babysitting, doing anything with children, I, you know, I don't even really like children like that. Mm-mm. But it's going to be old school as fuck. I'm taking it back to coloring books and not. <laughs> 
novels and things that cost a smooth four ninety nine plus tax. Because when I was a kid, I loved to read. Yeah. And like color, maybe do puzzles and things like that. I think like we had the Nintendos and stuff like that eventually, and you know I love games. Yeah. But I really loved to like climb trees and play outside and stuff like that. So I just can't imagine giving somebody else's kid like Well, you know, kids here MacBook. ain't going outside to play. Play where? They yes, they do. And no, I'm just saying, like the average person cannot send a like, child uh, outside right. to play yeah, in I New York. Know. But what I'm saying is I wouldn't have given a kid, like any kid, right? My MacBook, and then like some juicy fruits. <laughs> like it just seems like a recipe for a disaster. But at the same time, mm. I don't know. Maybe offer to like cover maybe pay half. some of it. Yeah, like maybe half. Yeah, or take it to one of them uh, like bootleg men who can fix the keyboard for two fifty or something like that. Yeah, there are like places that you can go that'll take care of it and, and fix it for cheap, or like you can look on like online like lots of places fix yeah. computers for cheaper than the apple store will but again i couldn't i just couldn't see myself shelling out like 100 percent of the cost right um, no Mm-mm. i feel like i'd have to be in a good mood to even really pay 50 percent of it but <laughs> honestly like i just and after you waited like all that time that's the time is what's fucking me up on that because if it was that important to you then i feel like you should have had somebody look at it immediately right a lot of that stuff is is time sensitive right and it like it may not have been that bad had you taken it in sooner or maybe they could have done something with it or maybe not but we don't know because you sat on it for months so girl i'm just not gonna be able to go into the apple store and buy you a whole new computer sorry about it there you go. All right. So that wraps up the questions for this week. We are going to take a short break. Send yours to asktherita.gmail.com and we'll be right back. Hey, guys, this episode is brought to you by Nature Box. Now, listen, I know that you love to snack. You know that I love to snack and we all love to snack. And that's fine. All you need to do is make sure that you are snacking on something that's worth it and won't make you feel guilty afterwards. Yes, child, what you need is some good old NatureBox snacks. And with over 100 healthy and crave-worthy options to be delivered right to your door, you have nothing to wait for. Go right on over. They've got loads of snacks with zero artificial flavors, colors, sweeteners, zero grams, trans fats, no high fructose corn syrup. And best of all, they taste so good. That includes their new mini Belgian waffles, strawberry lemonade, fruit stars, mm, good for the summer, and sweet and salty nut medley. Or you can personalize it to your favorites to get <laughs> snacking as soon as possible. Yes. So go to naturebox.com slash the read to get a free trial of their favorite snacks, of your favorite snacks, of our favorite snacks, everyone's favorite snacks. Again, delivered right to your door. That's naturebox.com slash the R-E-A-D. Go there, check them out, start your free trial today, and let's get back to the show. So we're back, and it's time for our read. It is. Can I go first this week? Go for it. Thank you. No problem. So last week, I was invited by WNYC to participate on a panel um, with some other people to talk about uh, race and comedy and whether things are funny and ra- or racist and where the line is drawn, et cetera, et cetera. It was a great event. It was a very NPR audience. So, you know, very nice, respectable white people. Definitely a lot of black girls with natural hair in the building. I saw y'all represent. And um, I felt like it went really well until honestly, literally the very end when a man got up to ask me specifically a question about Sarah Silverman that we had discussed Sarah, because she um, had put on blackface 
which I feel like people, if people didn't know now they do. And it was like widely considered offensive. Then it's still considered offensive now. Um, but for whatever reason, this man decided to point me out specifically and ask me why I felt this way. So what I'm going to do now is just play the audio for you. And then I'm going to come back and explain just how wrong he was. Question in the back. Just tell us who you are. Uh, I'm a discrimination lawyer. Chris, one thing that you said about Sarah Silverman, I, I, I get the impression that you take her work at face value. And I think that so many comedians who are really funny... I don't think she's making fun in any way, shape, or form about black people when she does blackface. Because those of us who know the history of blackface is that not only did white people do blackface, but black entertainers had to do blackface okay. to so get jobs. So you have jobs. to be really white to make so, a statement so like that. The, you have to, that is just the whitest thing. It's a comment about how ridiculous we as a bro, society bro, can be. Bro, this is I, I, Can we not? Every, like, I'm, I'm really not about to do I mean, this. I've never walked out on Paul Mooney, so you have to give me a pass. And what you're is a discrimination that he- lawyer. Holy God. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and address that by saying, first of all, I can absolutely say that you're racist for being a white woman in effing 2014 or whenever it was she did this to put on blackface and go on television. Yes, I can absolutely call you racist for that. You understand the history behind it and you did it anyway. That is racist. I can say that. I'm a black woman. I'm going to just go ahead and take my word over yours on that. That's racist. And I don't like her for it. That is fine. No, no, no. It's fine for me. I don't. Where is my access to Sarah Silverman? I don't have to know what's inside. Guys, guys, you asked your question. Let the the answer I don't have to know what's inside Sarah Silverman's head. I'm looking at her actions because her actions are what she's presented to me. She didn't put out a book called Sarah Silverman's Diary. Here, read my innermost thoughts and see how I came to these fuck-ass conclusions that I have today. She got on TV in blackface and decided that that was funny, and it's not. And you as a white man trying to tell me that my feelings are invalid because I don't know her is a crock of shit. No, uh uh-uh. I don't want to hear it. That's bullshit. You don't get to tell me that the way I feel about that doesn't matter or it isn't real. Fuck out of here. And that's why I go on my show every week and say what I need to say because white people like you think that you have a goddamn point. Sweetie. And and I'm done. All right. All right. All right. This is fun. Okay, so that happened last Wednesday at WNYC. First of all, let me say shout out to whoever did that Xena Warrior Princess call at the end there. I really appreciated that. I felt that deep. It felt like a Xena call to me. Maybe not. Probably. You know, maybe not really it was, but it felt like one. It felt like solidarity, honestly. It felt like (laughs) sisterhood. Okay. Um, And um, I also want to say I did do my very best to not curse during the entire event because it is public radio. It was like live streams and I knew people's kids were going to be looking at it and stuff. So I tried to keep it cute. I really did. But he fucked up in three different ways. First of all, to say to me, Oh, well, you can't be mad about blackface because white people did it, but black people did it too. completely undermines your entire goddamn point. You're trying to say that, oh, blackface isn't offensive because black people did it, too. But you just said black people had to do it to get a fucking job. Do you understand the difference? They had to do it to get a fucking job, knowing how demeaning and insulting and inferior it was and had to do it just to get a fucking check. Y'all have been racist about that shit since you invented it. Don't tell me that all of a sudden it's not 
not racist because black people have been subject to the same bullshit. Like, this, that doesn't make it not racist. That just makes y'all even more fucked up. That doesn't excuse you at all. That doesn't make blackface okay. Oh Secondly, God. to say to me, oh, well, those of us who know the history of blackface know that it's this way and not that way, you stupid black plebeian. Like, First of all, who the fuck do you think you're talking to, Mr. Discrimination Attorney, which I highly goddamn doubt. And a discrimination attorney for who? George Zimmerman? I know good and goddamn well you're not out here on the side of justice. Like, I fucking know that. Don't sit up there on your high-ass horse and tell me, oh, well, those of us who know the history know this bitch. I know my goddamn history. Your problem is you think I'm a fucking fool and you can say whatever the fuck you want to and I'm going to just lay down and take it, bitch. Absolutely not. And another thing, to address all you people on the internet who have been like, oh, well, she had her little moment or whatever, but she didn't teach him anything and it's not like we know the difference now about what's so bad about blackface and all this other shit. Let me tell you one thing sweetheart teachers get motherfucking paid so what you can do is cut me a check and i'll write you all the emails you want or you can go to my good sis google and find out for your goddamn self in 2015 there is no fucking excuse for y'all to be out here ignorant and not knowing the answers to basic ass questions when all you have to do is go to free ass com and type in your motherfucking question whatever is in your heart and you just don't know what the fuck to do with yourself all you have to do is go on the internet and ask no other person is obligated to sit down and explain basic elementary shit to you. Nobody's obligated to do shit to you. You know what you can do if you want me to come answer your questions? Fucking pay me. I am not going to be out here holding white people's hands helping them get to the promised land of understanding racism without y'all cutting me a goddamn check. You can go to one of these one of these other girls who loves to explain shit for free or you can take your ass to the internet but bitch it's not me. And what you're not gonna do again is fucking try me and tell me that the way I feel about something don't matter because my perspective on it is different than yours bitch that's what you need to be taken away from this don't ever go up to somebody and tell them that the way they feel about something isn't real or it's just of, of no consequence and it's just something they just pulled out of their asses and just straight out of thin air because you don't understand it or your point of view is different girl fuck you okay so and that was my read for this week what's yours so first of all i'm Sorry I couldn't be there, but I'm a little glad I wasn't. Are you? Because yeah. Dustin and Asante, like, <laughs> they were a mess. Like, they stood up. And after the show, a lot of people saw on the tape that the man came up to me on stage trying to talk to me again. And I told Dustin, get me the fuck out of here. Like, I'm not doing it. And he came up. He did come up to me. And he was like, I'm so sorry. I think you didn't understand what I was saying. And I was like, okay, that's it. You have a great day. Like, don't come up to me and say, I'm sorry. You didn't get it. No, bitch, you didn't get it. The whole point that I was making is you don't fucking get it. Don't come up to me and apologize and then say i didn't understand girl fuck out of here so uh, um glad you got that out of the way at first i thought that i was going to do that but you did it so you were gonna do the (laughs) you were gonna do the read on on what happened to me at first okay but I think oh, I would have. Someone came along and took the cake. I would have enjoyed hearing that from you. Actually, you should have told me. I would have found something. No, else. mine would have just been uh, like surrounded in violence, which is super counterproductive because okay. immediately, like, I thought, like, why is somebody throwing a chariot? But either, like, but that's just because I'm. Not <laughs> well, a good thank person. God you wasn't there uh, to turn up. 
Like, how dare you? How dare you open your mouth and be like, oh, well, I don't think that blackface makes someone racist because if you knew the history, like, why do y'all always try to do that shit? Like, why do you always try and weasel your way out of racism or other kinds of prejudice by saying, oh, well, the history of such and such is, and you're either completely missing the point or you altogether wrong? Yes. So anyway, I'm not going to read him. I am not going to read Disney for this sister act remake they're talking about that I just found out. And I just so happened to be singing Joyful, damn Joyful at the beginning. <laughs> so it's just like everyone's out to get us. Anyway. Is Whoopi not in it? Because she better be. They haven't be. said. They just announced that they're they're allegedly working on a Girl, remake. Girl, cancel And it. all I know is if Whoopi Goldberg is not Dolores Van Cartier, they can go on ahead and get the clean <laughs> fuck up out the of here. The fact that you remember the whole name. Who doesn't? So, <laughs> for my read, I would just like to address... Um. The son of Tom Hanks, Chet Hanks, or as he likes to be called, Chet Hayes. I'm assuming that this is like a stage, like a stage name or something. Uh, okay. So Chet Hayes, um, who is an aspiring rapper and is also Tom Hanks' son. Biological son? Like he's white? His whole Caucasian blood son. Okay. He's an aspiring rapper. And... Um, he recently hopped on Instagram to defend his use of the word nigga and why it's okay or when it's okay and basically oh. trying to give black people a better understanding <laughs> of the guidelines around <laughs> this word. Um... It basically says things like, um, if I say the word, I say it among people I love and who love me. If I say, fuck y'all hate ass niggas, it's because that's really how I felt at the time. And I don't accept society getting to decide what anybody can or can't say. Free speech, yada, yada, yada. Jim Crow, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, here we go. The way I see it, it's a word that unifies the culture of hip-hop across all races, which is actually kind of a beautiful thing. It's a word that can be used out of camaraderie and love, not just exclusively for black people. I'm going to leave it at that. There's plenty more that doesn't matter. So let me just go ahead and get started. Now, I want to just start, actually, instead of speaking to Tom Hankson, I want to speak generally about what is so wrong with this first of all you know the history much like your read with this dummy at mm -hmm. that show you know the history behind this word or you allege that you do but you don't know how to spell jim crow which is problematic for me anyway <laughs> because you're talking about race and when you can use nigga and can't use it but you just either way um loud and wrong loud and wrong it's not a good it's not a good trait to have you, as this whole entire privileged, rich, white boy mm -hmm. who is obsessed with hip-hop and blackness, and this word that is just so cool and just probably feels so good coming out your mouth because you know you're not supposed to be saying it, and you probably have some whatever little mangy-ass black friends that are surrounding you because they want, you know, that new Maserati or they want to be able to cut the line or whatever the fuck club in L.A. or they want floor seats to whatever basketball game, and so they don't give a fuck about you saying nigga in front of them because all they know is that they're going to be able to dap up Kobe or whatever. That's fine as well. I just have an issue 
with white people generally being prejudiced, being racist, being whatever the fuck kind of offensive, and then trying to butter it over and just like, and say, oh, that isn't the way that it is. <laughs> this is the made up history that I just created in my brain about it. And this is the reason why I should be able to be as offensive as possible. And yes, yes, it is true that white people saying nigga or, you know, white people killing blacks and homophobia and all of these things are transphobia all of these things are real problems but get over it like that's like the general like white perspective is oh it's not really a big deal it's never a big deal when people of color are being disadvantaged or oppressed or whatever the fuck and you can be as offensive and fucking disgusting as you possibly want to but because you're the ones with all of the advantage and y'all the ones calling all of the shots it's super easy for you to tell everybody else when they can and cannot be offended listen you can say whatever you want to say white people Mm -hmm. you absolutely have that right and guess what just like free any other kind of free speech you have to deal with the consequences of that so if the consequences of that are that p joe and and kiki and them are going to go upside your motherfucking head in the parking lot of the staple center then that's just your motherfucking cross to bear because that's the avenue that you chose i just am personally sick and tired of white people a trying to tell us not to be offended by shit that is very clearly fucking offensive you can't put on blackface in 2015 and try and talk your way out of it there aren't going to be any fucking cnn debates there aren't going to be any fucking like marches or think pieces or anything that you're going to create oh well if you know the history of it bitch i do know the history of it that's why i'm fucking aggravated that's why i'm offended dummy that's what is bothering me and there's nothing you're gonna say or do that is gonna change that you're not gonna be the first white person in history that the entire black community is gonna be like yep he can say nigga that's not gonna happen and i am also very tired of black people being stripped of culture of black people creating things especially in the realm of art that they can't just have because blackness is just so cool and just so fun and oh my gosh i just want to dress like that and talk like that and walk like that and make my music sound like that and that's fine because blackness is fucking awesome i love it but the history is still the history let me tell you something chet hayes okay i'm speaking to you now all right i'm not gonna talk to you about race because again you don't know how to spell jim crow so that would very clearly go over your head but i will say you to you i'll say this much about hip-hop hip-hop is not no motherfucking culture for all races hip-hop is a culture that was created by blacks and Puerto Ricans yep. in South Bronx. In fact, Jamaicans and then black Americans and Puerto Ricans in South Bronx. Now in 2015, because it's lucrative and shiny and fun, you know, it is something that can cross all different races and color lines and cultures and stuff like that. I don't have a problem with, with hip hop being a multiracial culture now. But I'm not going to just ignore the origin of it or the history behind it or the fact that it was cultivated by artists that were basically preaching messages of the injustice and the bullshit that was going on in the country about the real shit that's happening in the ghetto. That's real shit like about what it's really like to be 
poor right. in this country. You don't know shit about that. Chet Hayes, and Tom Woody. Hanks' son, Woody from Toy Story's motherfucking son. You don't know. You ain't nobody's nigga. Nobody's Mm-mm. at all. I'm tired of white people trying to make it seem like they just have free reign to submerge themselves in any culture that they want to and dress themselves up like blacks or Indians or Asians because it's just fun. And why are you really mad? Like, why are you offended? Right. I think that this is fun. It's cool. If anything, you should be you should be honored. You should just be let just let us just all do whatever we want to. Hip hop isn't a black thing. Jazz and rock and roll weren't created by blacks. Okay, girl, what you're doing with rap is the same shit that y'all have done with almost all of these other art forms that were created by people of color. You think it's funny, you think it's cute, and you want to be a part of it, which is fair and fine. But don't be so ignorant and disrespectful as to erase all of this shit that came before it to lead to where we are now. All right. So again, Mm. I'm just tired of white people trying to tell us what we can and cannot be offended by. Even outside of racism, you have to have a lot of fucking balls to tell somebody what they shouldn't be offended by. Right. Like, that's just stupid. You can't you can't tell me what I can and cannot be offended by. And the same thing goes with you. Like, if you listen to some shit on this episode today that offended you, you have every right to feel that way. Just like I have every right to say whatever the fuck I want to. But I'm tired of white people knowing that you say nigga is gonna offend black people knowing that you wearing blackface is gonna offend black people and you do it anyway and try and talk your way out of it there's no talking your way out of it if i call your mama a cunt you're gonna be mad that's just the end of the line for white folks even though gay people use the word cunt all the time to mean feminine and pretty and luxurious and just and luxurious and fantastic it's like a compliment but oh no don't say it don't say it to white people because right. that is just too much. Even Sarah Silverman's dumbass talking about um, we treat women as if whatever that ageism shit was when that guy made the joke about her being old. But you make jokes about black people and gay people all the time. Right. What, what the fuck are you? What's wrong with you? Anyway, <laughs> to Chet Hayes again, I don't want to say I don't want to have a conversation with you about race. I don't really even care to have a conversation with you about hip hop because clearly you are another white person who has absolutely no idea what he's talking about in either one of those realms. What I really just want to make clear to Chet Hayes is that you are so lame. Like above everything else, you are like so, so corny. You are horrible. You are never going to have success in the world of hip hop. You are never going to be accepted in the hip hop community. Like you're not going to be a successful rapper and you're just overall corny. I don't care. Like the only reason that we even know who you are is because your daddy helped Bubba Blue work on shrimp recipes. <laughs> That's the only reason that you're even here. What happened? Like, was it like, was there a, like, a whole bunch of pressure growing up with with Forrest Gump being your dad and Rita Wilson being mom? Did your parents say, oh, I wish you were more like your big brother Colin? Like, what's what's really what's really the problem here? Do you just want to be the stereotypical rich Hollywood boy that thinks he's black and wants to be a rap superstar? Mm. Because I'm telling you, it's super played out. It's been done. It's lame. And it's not going to go the way that you want it to. I wish you nothing but the worst. I think that you're an embarrassment to your father's legacy and all that he's worked hard for to give you your little shiny rims. So, that's really 
really all I want to say to Chet Hayes. Like, white people in general take everything else I said, <laughs> you know, into account if you'd like. Or if you don't, I really don't give a fuck because I said it anyway and I'm not taking it the fuck back. But to Chet Hayes, I just really want to impress to you individually that you are horrible at what you do and you'll never be successful in rap. So good luck with the trust fund, my nigga. <laughs> Doesn't it just make you wonder where the fuck white people think they get off deciding what is racist and what's not that's absolutely the last lane we need y'all in is there something some missing book in the bible where god was like and white man shall provide the guidelines of earth like who made y'all the ones who can call all the shots and tell everybody else how to feel about their race and their culture Get the fuck out of here. You better go on ahead and sit in your fucking purchased Bentley and enjoy being rich and wealthy because you ain't nobody's nigga and you never will be. I don't care what your nigga friends tell you. All they want is for you to top off that lean. So good luck. Come on. I know Tom Hanks is pissed. That wraps up another episode of The Read. Don't forget to check us out at thisistheread.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at This Is The Read. And don't forget to check out our dope sponsors over at Loot Crate, the subscription box for the geek, gamer, and nerd, and all of us. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items of gamer and pop culture licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and so much more. So make sure you head over to lootcrate.com slash read and enter code read to save $3 on any new subscription remember you only have until the 19th at 9 p.m specific so head on over there now and do you have any announcements this week i know we're going to chicago this weekend yes chicago we will see you on saturday yes i believe that show sold out so shout out to y'all for coming through we can't wait to see you guys chicago is always a fun city to go to so we're hype we're only a few weeks away from our show in la is also as also (laughs) Um, I'm very excited to get back to LA. Um, so hope to see you all soon. I think there are tickets left. You can go to thereadlive.com to, to find those. Um, and if you're in New York City, we'll be having a show. Wait, did we announce that yet? I was gonna say, is that show public or uh, maybe it's not? Okay, so never mind. Do, 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 do. We will be having a great old party <laughs> on June 28th. Um, Yes, 305 Live. Can't wait. Super ratchet. It's going to be so Miami. It's going to be lots of like, besides, you know, the obvious Queen Trina, King Trick, and, you know, uh, Godfather, Uncle Luke, and, you know, probably mixing a little Jackie O. Maybe I'll give you a pretty Ricky here and there. And, you know, we'll just have a really good time. But I'm also going to, um, I'm also going to make sure that there is uh, a heavy Gucci man. Um, and Migos representation. We'll also have, you know, some um, some Omika for you, the Barb. Yeah, it's just going to be an overall great summertime day party on a roof right by the water, and it's going to be glamorous and ghetto and fun. So go to Fury305.com to get you your tickets if you haven't already. Tell your friends we're going to just. Oh, and the dress code is feeling myself, which doesn't really mean anything. Just watch the feeling myself Beyonce Nicki Minaj video. Yeah. And um I don't know, be inspired. Okay. I cannot wait for that. Also, uh, the weekend of June 20th, I will be participating in Curvy Con with some of my uh booze 
Amber Riley's going to be there and Gabby of GabbyFresh.com. CurvyCon. Yes, it's um just a fun convention for, you know, curvy girls. girls. Yes, the Curvy That's Girls so Among Us. Yes, and I'm going to be... Amber and Gabby. Yes, uh, I'm sure they're going to be talking about things way more glamorous than... Because, you know, I don't know shit about fashion. I'm going to be on the sex and dating panel because that's... Work out! Because that is your lane. <laughs> that is my lane, 100%. So, yeah. I cannot wait to see y'all tickets at thecurvycon.com. Um, it's going to be so dope and fun. Also, tomorrow, the or actually, I guess today, um, Work It, the Women's Podcast Festival uh, at WNYC. Thanks so much for inviting me. I'm pretty sure that is um, sold out. So, But I will see you guys there today. Um, and what else? Is there anything else? Yes. Big shout out to our friend and friend of the show, Francesca Ramsey. Yeah! Her new web series called MTV Decoded. Uh, I think they just dropped their first episode today, which is yesterday for y'all. So make sure that you go to MTV News on YouTube and subscribe. It's going to be really, really funny and cool, and I'm so happy for her. Yeah, I've already seen the first episode, and I thought it was not only like funny, but also really informed. There is there is somewhere you can go to learn some shit for free. Cheska Lee is putting out a show <laughs> Look, on there MTV you go. News YouTube. Full circle moment. Right there. So just follow Cheska Lee on Tumblr and get all of her updates. Go over to MTV News on YouTube and subscribe. And you'll get you some free-ass knowledge right there. You're welcome. So shout out to you, friend. Um, And I feel like that's just about it. Okay. Do you have an acronym for this week or not? Nah? E-B- G-S. Eat, balls, get sex. I like yours better, but it was... Eggs! <laughs> what a wretched song. I hate you. I love her. I hope she does. Whatever. No. Alrighty. At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom, crop out, yada yada, and bye. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Get iPhone 12 with 5G with no activation fees and not a yada yada. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Switch to Metro, bring your ID. This offer isn't available for customers currently at T-Mobile or that have been with Metro in the past 180 days. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. So if you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue and give your family and friends the holiday treats they deserve, then you need to get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. As for me, I'm very qualified to help y'all learn how to maybe start journaling every day to get your thoughts out and improve your mental health or... I could teach you how to get on the nerves of every man in a five-mile radius. I'm an expert at that. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online courses. You can start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and then tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace courses, you can create engaging content that your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. 
Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. It's up to you. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Just head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash read to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com slash R-E-A-D. Let them know Kefir and Crystal sent you.